Please pray with me. We give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. Amen. In that Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your fellow redeemed of our great and gracious God. It's the Old Testament reading from Isaiah, chapter 60, that will take us into the meditation today. And so I invite you to keep that bulletin close at hand so you can refer to the text when you are so led. Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In that Redeemer Jesus, dear fellow saints of God. Christmas is often bemoaned by us in the church as having been taken over by the world, by Santa and his reindeer, and of late by Santa's Polar Express or an oversized elf or what have you. And yet, as evidenced today, the church has kept and prayerfully will continue to keep Christmas all year long, for it is truly ours Long after the world stops celebrating, when all the decorations and the lights have been packed away and the music silenced, the church still celebrates and will celebrate. The lights still blaze brightly, reflecting off eyes that sparkle with life and tingle, tinkle with joy. That's because of the light, all of these lights symbolize and point to the light of the nations, as Isaiah calls him. A light much brighter than any Christmas light, much brighter even than the heavenly light that Mr. Young shared with the children, much brighter than any light man can come up with, the heavenly light his son Jesus, who came to become our Savior, the light which shines, as Isaiah says, to all nations, calling all people to come to the brightness of his rising, his rising from a cradle to a cross, his rising from a tomb to his throne, his rising to let sinners know that the strife is o'er and the victory is indeed won, and I think that's why Stephen rightly picked all these Easter hymns for us to sing today on this blessed festival of Epiphany. His rising from death in order to conquer it and point us to the fact that he is the light of the nations, the light that has overcome the darkness of sin and death completely, the darkness hasn't overcome him, though they tried on that Good Friday and all through his ministry. No, he rather overcame it. He rose to shine brighter <clears throat> than ever. And because he has, we have hope in place of despair. We have life in place of death. We have forgiveness in place of guilt. And we have glory in place of shame. No wonder the prophet exhorts his readers to arise, shine. For the prophecies are sure they have been fulfilled. The light of the nations has come in Jesus Christ. 
And note that the prophet says, your light has come. He has come for us, each of us, so that each of us might see in him hope despite of our sin, might see light instead of darkness and life instead of death, power instead of weakness, courage instead of timidity. For his light has shined upon us. Thanks to Christ, you and I can see where we're going. We can see what's going on, and we can see our God and his gracious hand in it. We can see Christ with us and for us and prayerfully before us, beckoning us to follow him, to let his light shine into our lives and through our lives. For he is the light of the nations. And we dare not forget that. He's for all people, not just us. He's for everyone. The light is not exclusively ours. He came for all. And this heavenly, eternal light is not to be kept to ourselves. We're not to be black holes that suck the light out of everything and give none off. We are rather to be reflectors of the light. Many times the darkness of sin tries to cover the light, to cloud and blur our vision, to return us to and make us stumble around in its darkness and make us think that there isn't any light, that Christ is merely a machination of our imagination, or that he's not the light, but only one of many. I was waiting for Mr. Young to go with that one-way sign back to Jesus, but I'll do that, because he is the way and the truth and the light, life, and there is no other And that's what epiphany is all about. It manifests him for who he is, the light of the world, the light of the nations. And he still shines, as Mr. Young correctly said, clearly and brightly through his word. He makes himself visible through his means of grace, his supper and the blessed sacrament of baptism, introducing himself to us and producing and keeping in us that faith that it takes to see him and his light. Now, it's important for us to remember that as the prophet says, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It's God's light. He's the source of the light. In fact, he is the light. It's his Christ, his Son, who has come among us and to us and into us and makes us arise and shine. The light is the attraction, not the reflectors. You and I are to reflect Christ's light, living as he lived, loving as he loved, giving of ourselves to others, giving up ourselves for others, living, loving, giving, so that others might see the light of the nation's by our actions and words. Remember, though, that reflectors aren't the light. 
and thus they're imperfect sources of the light. They distort the light, and the light dulls in transmission. In fact, it dulls with every transmission until finally it's barely visible. And thus it's important for you and I to remember several things. If we are to be reflectors, then we have to stay close to the source. And we have to face toward the light and not just each other. The light must blaze brightly into our hearts and lives, and it must blaze brightly into every heart and life. It can't be a second-hand light. It has to be direct, personal contact with the light if the reflector is to reflect truly. And thus, if you and I are to reflect Jesus Christ, we must reflect his love and life, his glory, not our own. Certainly we must stay close to him, but then we must give him the credit and the glory so that others might also give him the praise and honor he deserves, might see his light and become reflectors of him as well. In our reflecting, we must seek to turn people to the light of the nations so that his light might reflect on them and from them in full force. Some would let that imperfect shining or reflecting discourage them and stop them from being reflectors. But brothers and sisters in Christ, reflectors do give off light, pointing to the source and letting others know that there is light and where that light is coming from. The promise of the prophet moves us to dare to reflect when he tells us his glory will be seen upon you. Reflectors reflect light when the light hits them. And that reflected light, though imperfect, gives evidence to and brings the perfect light to others. The prophet assures us they shall come to your light and to the glory of your rising. That's our hope and our assurance as we seek to reflect Jesus in our lives. He will have effect on people. He will shine into their darkness and shed light upon their plight as he has ours. He'll show them their need, their sin and death, and their need for a Savior and deliverance from that. And that's that this is so is everywhere seen. The prophet says, lift up your eyes round about you and see. The light of the nations is visible in lives changed from self-centered ones to sacrificing ones, from ones that are closed off to others that suddenly now are open to others and their needs, their concerns, their troubles, their problems, from insensitive lives to sensitive ones, to lives not willing to be bothered and to ones looking for ways in which they can bother others in order to address their needs and their problems and show them the light 
and the life and the love of Christ. It's evidenced in hearts changed from cold to warm by Jesus' love, from hardened hearts made pliable and soft by that love, from forgiving heart, unforgiving hearts into hearts that are pulsating with the compassion and the forgiveness of our Lord. The light does reflect off of human hearts and lives, becoming and being the light of the nations for others as well as us. And thus it is my prayer that the psalmist's words would be true of Zion and its people throughout 2019 and for as long as this congregation and its saints exist. Out of Zion, God truly does shine forth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, your risen and reigning Lord. Amen.